You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. The three amigos back at it again. I'm Clint. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, this is John Tweet Sport. John, how you doing, man? I'm fantastic. Doing amazing today. Glad to be back with you, with you fine gentlemen, uh, to talk about the 7-0 number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Yes. I mean, say it again. Doesn't that sound good? To talk about the 7-0 number one ranked Mm. Georgia Bulldogs unanimously number one ranked not a vote Hmm. in any poll for any other team as the number one team in the country how could they have been been. (laughs) couldn't have been hey if you do the podcast new to youtube glad you're here glad you found us we are fans and we have fans on the podcast with us because we just like being fans it's better to be fans than anything Mm -hmm. else and certainly, well, right let now. me stop you right there. What if, <laughs> what if you're, what if you're a Tennessee fan though? <laughs> well, it, I said, is that look, better? I can't some, help you from making stupid decisions in life, people. Okay, that's all some you. poor, some poor Tennessee fan could not put <laughs> mustard on their Oscar Meyer today for their Sunday lunch because it was laying on the field at Neyland Stadium. Because they tried night. to hit Lane Kiffin in the shin with it. Like, that was their goal. Like, if I, I mean, could just... Yes. Which, by the way, by the way, we would never condone throwing objects onto the field. We never, never want to celebrate that in any way. Never. never. Tennessee fans are the worst. Worst. But how did he hit Lane Kiffin with that golf ball? Have you all thought about that? Like, how did he made contact? He or she could have been. She, I don't know who it was. Could have. Been, I don't know. That person made contact with Lane Kiffin with a Titleist. That's unbelievable. Yep. You know he. What's, you know he probably. That guy probably was an all star on the intramural baseball team for like the Knoxville community college that he attended for a few months. Look, I know and you said intramural, there is a church league softball that has fights every <laughs> single Saturday. And that guy's leading yeah. the charge of chest bumping the umpire on a called third Absolutely. strike. If coach would have um, put me in, in that fourth quarter, we would have taken state. I, I swear <laughs> we would have taken state. <laughs> Oh, it's fun being a fan of UGA football, and that's what we're here to talk about. This podcast is for fans by fans. You call us a homer, we take it as a compliment because we love them dogs. So glad you're here on the podcast. We're not gurus or insiders by any stretch of the imagination. We want your fandom to increase as ours increases as well. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. If you're new, subscribe. If you're on YouTube right now, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Drop us a comment. Hit thumbs up, whatever you want. Um, uh, and also go check out the audio podcast. You can subscribe to the audio wherever the podcasts are found. So if you are on the go or want to listen to the show rather than watch it on a particular day, you can have it uh, on your phone as well. Uh, we appreciate those subscriptions. We appreciate those ratings and reviews that you give us. We appreciate all the retweets and the shout outs. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Uh, follow John on Twitter at John Tweet Sports. Um, there's no H in his name because well, he doesn't need it. Why would he? Because 
Because I'm efficient like the Georgia offense. He doesn't need it. Uh, Ooh, we need no, fl- okay. need no fluff. Doesn't need any fluff. He doesn't need any silent letters in his name. Okay, John tweets sports. Go follow him. Um, and then uh, we're glad that you're here. Email us, LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com is another way that you can get in touch with us. Um, thanks for listening, subscribing, all those good things. Uh, John, let's talk about this Kentucky game. Clint and I were here yesterday, and we were talking all about it. We'd love to get your thoughts and your opinions um, on the Georgia-Kentucky game. Obviously, Georgia take care, takes care of business. Um, Kentucky wins the national championship in the late seconds of the game. I don't know if you saw that, but we commented yesterday yeah. in the podcast. Kudos to them for mm-hmm. winning the national championship, celebrating in the end zone the 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 greatest moral victory in the history of sports. And yeah. so don't know if you have thoughts about that, but uh, cheers yeah, it, to Kentucky. Well, 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 that last drive was the biggest moment in Kentucky football in at least the last 70 years. Um, maybe ever they did, you know, but in the, at least the last 70 years, um, that, I mean, that sounds drive, like, that sounds like a burn, but that's just fact. These are facts. <laughs> These are, I, I don't know that it, I don't know that I'm even joking. Um, that was that, <laughs> that, not. that cover, that cover. Yeah. And the timeout by Mark Stoops. Listen, there's prove, a booster somewhere, somewhere. There's a booster that was texting Mark Stoops. You got to get this touchdown. I got a hundred large on this on this cover. You got to punch this in. Uh, Mark Stoops knows where the bread is buttered, and so kudos oh, to him. Does. Let's talk about let's talk about this Georgia offense um, against this Kentucky defense. Um, you mentioned efficiency earlier. What did you see from the Georgia offense, John? Yeah, so I so I was I was fortunate enough to be at the game, um, which hmm. is always exciting because you feel like you're watching kind of the all twenty two, uh, mm-hmm. you know, film version. Uh, of the game. Um, I think, you know, for me, this, this was the best defense that Georgia has played in terms of what Kentucky came in trying to do. Um, I felt like that Kentucky, you know, they had a good game plan. They had some good players. They were missing a couple of key players on the defensive line. Um, but they, but they came out and, you know, and, and, and their goal was there were plenty of times they were putting eight people, uh, in the box, uh, trying to stop the run. They were trying to get some man-to-man matchups uh, on players um, to, you know, kind of force Georgia to do some some different things. Um, and it, it just, none of it really worked. Um, I think early on you had, you know, uh, Stetson Bennett struggling a little bit with some accuracy on some balls. You had some things that, that I felt like, you know, were, were in Kentucky's favor. Um, but as the game went on, you know, Georgia started finding success. And really that offensive line, I think, whether it was, you know, injuries on the Kentucky defensive line or more, you know, appropriately just just more talent on the Georgia offensive line um, yeah. started started imposing its will, especially on first down. So Georgia yeah. uh, averaged eight-point yards per carry on first down runs uh, yesterday. <laughs> I mean, is which good? is just is insane. Good? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think Georgia rush for you know I, I mean this is a this is a real stat I believe I, I I need to confirm it officially but I think you know Georgia rush for 166 yards and I think 150 something of those were on first down which is just oh. kind of nuts. Oh. Um, 
That's nice. uh, 19 carries for 154 yards, I believe is what it was on first down. And so when you are running the ball eight, you know, eight yards on average on first down, that sets you up in a good position. Yeah. Hold up. Like, yeah, that's insane. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I don't think yeah. football fans like yeah. that's insane because what yeah, that that's... just means is, first of all, they know it's coming. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OK, secondly, there's nothing you could do about it. Third, no. you have your entire arsenal for the whole rest of the drive. You second can and short, third and short for a day, yep. for days, yeah, for days, for days. And what ended up happening is, you know, Munkin started calling these uh, these matchup challenges with Kentucky. So they had some success early. Stetson, you know, wasn't quite accurate early on, but once that run game started getting cranking, you started getting them in second, third, and short. Uh, you started having matchup problems for Kentucky and um, things like putting a, you know, a five foot 10 DB on Brock Bowers running the wheel route uh, in, the, in the second quarter Oops. and Stetson and Stetson Bennett throwing a dime into the wind. Um, you know, I mean, it was it was truly, you know, really great to watch um, once things got rolling for the offense. One key note that I saw was Jordan only ran from scrimmage 47 offensive plays that were actually run. Hmm. Um, I went back and looked at that number because I'm a curious guy, as you, as most of you know, um, that this follow me on Twitter. As I'm curious about the numbers. Got, got spreadsheets yeah. for days. He's got a spreadsheet yeah, so back, to organize so, his spreadsheets. Yeah, so 47 plays was the fewest plays from scrimmage that Georgia has run since 2017 versus Florida. So almost four full years – it's a long on Saturday time. was the fewest plays that Georgia has run on offense. Now, part of that was because Kentucky did their own kind of, you know, <laughs> death march uh, there in the in the at the end of the game for their own demise because you're down 23 and you're going to take 12. Yep. You're going to take 12 minutes off the clock and run 22 plays yes. and you're down but, by 23. Yes. But John, but but we scored the most points but, but we, Georgia's ever covered. given up all year. <laughs> only lost by 17, John. We only so, lost by 17 points. That's a fantastic point. Yeah. Yesterday, Clint and I said the Kirby death march happened with James Cook, Kendall Milton, and uh, and Zamir White in the second, third quarters. Kind of the whole yeah. second, third quarters was kind of a big Kirby death yeah. march. Yeah. But you might be right. The Kirby death march might have actually – Kirby might have gone inception on us with the death <laughs> march, and he might have actually convinced Mark Stoops – to, to do the Kirby death march at the end of the game. That's that's next himself. level. That's unbelievable. It was next that's like level. my that's like my kids, you know, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Yeah. yeah. But the, but the offense, right? The the matchups uh you know, Kentucky, you know, started putting DB's man to man on Brock Bowers did not work. Georgia yeah. 8.9 yards per play, only 47 plays, but when you hold a team to to 13 and six of those coming in the last 3 seconds of the game, um, you don't have to run a lot of plays or score a lot of points, right? That's what we're finding out yeah. about this team. I do think um, when you know when I look at it, I, I I loved seeing Brock Bowers back in action. I loved you know we had those f- couple of games early in the year where uh, Brock was lighting up the stat sheet, and I loved seeing um, the complexity of the way uh, Todd Munkin was using Brock Bowers was running motion, was putting him in in matchup situations and just forcing the defense to, you know, are you going to play, are you really going to play man to man with that guy on Brock? Then Mm -hmm. you're going to get beat. And so that was really exciting to watch on top of the success of running on first down. 
Um, you do those kinds of things and, and it's just going to be very hard to lose. It's, it's very hard to lose. You're setting yourself up for such success. Um, I got a question coming out of this break. Uh, we're going to let you know about a couple things first, but I want to let you know about locked on sponsor prize picks. College football fanatics. Have you heard about prize picks? Prize picks is daily. I don't know if you understand what daily is, but it means, you know, like every single day, Daniel. Um, that's what it means. The number, the amount of times that Florida fans are wish that Dan Mullen was no longer their coach. No, no, no. Really? Stop putting that filth into their mind. That's, Keep no, forever. it's already there, Clint. But uh, they can't get rid of him, Clint. They can't. They can't. No, they can't. Uh, the price picks they can't. offers more college football props than anybody else in the world. Star players or Power 5 or outside of Power 5, they're all there. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, yardage, touchdowns, fumbles, even interceptions thrown. All the users right now that we send over there can get 100% deposit up to $100 by using the promo code Locked On. You pick two to five players on the over under the projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's fast. It's efficient. It is safe. They have an award-winning app, Google Play and App Store. And they allow cross sports placements. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code locked on or go to the app store and download the app today. Also, want to tell you about Rock Auto, another sponsor of this episode of the podcast. They are the only place that you should ever even consider going to get every part that your car full will mustache, ever need. Daniel. The full mustache of auto parts retailers. Why would you go to a, 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 chain auto parts store where you're going to walk in and ask and ask for something and some some teenager with peach fuzz is gonna is gonna tell you that they have to order it from the warehouse when you could just go to rockauto.com and buy that same part that they're going to order for the warehouse for less money and have it shipped straight to your door that's what you could do right now at rockauto.com whether it's interior or exterior mechanical or cosmetic every part that your car will ever need can be found at rockauto.com at reliably low prices go there right now put locked on in the how'd you hear about us section to a guarantee that you're getting the exact right part for your car at a reliably low price from rockauto.com here's my question to you john i think this was midway through the third quarter uh, i think at that point but we had seven or eight yards or uh, plays on offense that were over 20 yards kentucky had none we had explosive plays i think that's something you talked about the efficiency of the offense yeah um and we're talking about efficient but also explosive oh, with oh their for efficiency. sure yeah like for sure those two things nor normally don't go together yeah but yeah, yeah i offense mean is yeah i mean i think coming into the game i i read that kentucky had allowed 12 plays of 20 plus yards through six games 12 yeah. total Georgia had nine of twenty plus yards in one game yesterday, and so I think yeah, it's 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 you know efficient and explosive uh, is uh, Kirby should like put it on a wall with all of his you know whatever what a discipline composure toughness connection efficiency explosiveness. I mean, uh, I think they just call that. I think they just call that winning when you are efficient and explosive. That's like Mm, you just winning. We do it better than you and we do it every time we need to do what Absolutely. we need to do so like that's that's this yeah that's yeah. this georgia offense it's it seems almost unfair to stop to your point because you got brock bowers out there and he you know he he's a weapon and then you've got uh, darnell washington out there at the same time 
also a weapon. You've got this running game. You can't lay back in zone. You can't take everybody out of the box and lay everybody mm-hmm. back in coverage. But then you try to play man to man against some of these, some of these, even I mean, even the wideouts, but mm-hmm. much less the tight ends. I mean, mm-hmm. who are you going to match up? Who are you going to match yeah. up against? I yeah, had a Kentucky could- fan earlier in the week try to tell me that Inigo Montoya or whoever that guy is, the six-fingered man that they, they're trying to run out there, trying to tell me that that guy right. was an athletic enough linebacker yeah. to to cover these tight ends. And I just I just said – I just smiled and said, okay, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. And it just yeah. – there's too many weapons on this team. Clint and I have been saying it for weeks, John, but it's the difference between this Georgia offense and other years' Georgia offenses. Yep. It's not the running backs. We've had better running backs than this crew. It's yes. not the quarterbacks. We've had better quarterbacks than this yeah. crew. As good as Stetson and JT have played this year, we've had better quarterbacks probably than this crew. But we never had guys like this on the outside in yeah. such plurality. Um, it's yep. it's a it's a big time advantage for Georgia moving forward. It just feels like we can score as many points as we need to score in any well, game. That's the that's the feeling you get, right? Agree. Yeah, and it and it's it's. Um... It's also that feeling that when you run things like 13 personnel, you know, one running back, three, three tight ends on the field, uh, you're you create matchup problems that that Georgia, you know, it reminds me a little bit. And I'm not I want everyone to hear me. I'm not comparing this Georgia offense with 2020 Alabama or 2019 LSU, but The matchup problems that are created remind me a little bit of what some of those what those teams that have been historically um, obliterating people uh, the, over the last couple of years did right. Like you know you had matchup problems on the field, and that's why you know Alabama and LSU uh, would carve you up. And Georgia is doing a similar thing with tight ends. Uh, with a running back, you know, uh, putting a, a James Cook out wide and getting him out in space um, with those types of of players, um, and it's just it's just really difficult. And I agree with your yeah. point. Like I think you, you can score as much as you need to, and that's kind of this team's identity at this point. Um, yeah. It's it's you know it can be flashy. We've seen that this year, um, or it can be real efficient and beat you still by three scores or more. Yeah, absolutely. And you got um yeah, I mean there's so much we could talk about about this offense. Um mm-hmm. maybe let's switch over to the defense. Um not we talked about yesterday on the podcast, maybe not the, I mean certainly not the best day rushing the passer that Georgia had mm-hmm. ever had. I thought the Kentucky mm-hmm. offensive line we mentioned yesterday really held up well in pass pro, which I think mm-hmm. everyone in the country would have said was not their strength. Yep. Uh Great run blocking offensive line, not the best pass pro offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought they really held up well. I thought they, the offensive coordinator, Clint, made the point, Ooh. mitigated a lot of the pass rush with a lot of quick stuff to the outside. But, the game of his um, life. yeah, I mean, called every trick play he had in the first half. I literally, yep. talking to my Kentucky friend, was like, mm-hmm. what do you got left for the second half? Like, that's it, that's the bag. You you mm-hmm. just called the bag of tricks to score that touchdown mm-hmm. in the first half. Literally every one you mm-hmm. had. And so but that being said, not the best day for pass rush. We gave up two we let him in the end zone two times. And yet at the end of the day, you still walk away from that defense, John, thinking mm-hmm. like, wow, these guys are really freaking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean how <laughs> 
How great is it that we feel disappointed that we gave up 13 points, that we let a team in the end zone twice? When you see, you know, Alabama, yeah, Alabama gave up 41 to Texas A&M, Florida gave up 49 to LSU. And we're sitting here and we're like, we let them in the end zone twice. Thirteen. So it points. wasn't the best. So it wasn't the best day. Like, can yeah. we just, you know? So Chris Rodriguez, a- averaging 128, you know, yards mm. a game, coming mm. into this game. Normally, seven, no. Oh, oh the, leading the SEC and in, in all, you know, the rushing statistical categories, mm-hmm. had seven yards on seven carries. I, listen, I so I sat in section 127, row 48, seat 12. Humble brag here. Just, come on. From, just that's what that listen, you can't hide money. You they can't. Were they, they were great seats. You can't, I'm not gonna lie. you can't hide money. You can't. <laughs> great seats. It shows but, out. <laughs> but from but from the aisle, when I went down into the section to row 48, from the aisle to seat 12. For me to walk there and get to my seat was longer than the 21 feet that Chris Rodriguez ran for, ran for against the Georgia defense, the leading SEC rusher. It, I, I, I did more work getting to my seat than Chris Rodriguez did against the Georgia defense. Y'all realize that, like. Like when we say that, he got I think six yards or five yards on the first carry. On the first carry of the game. And ended up with and ended up with seven yards rushing. So but the sack yards are taken out of that. Kirby wants you to know. Oh wait, no, not oh, wait. for Chris Rodriguez. <laughs> not They're for not. Chris Rodriguez. No, Kirby. So, so, sorry, so Kirby. Kirby. It just turns out you're very good. So just yes. just stop yes. trying so, to downplay it and so just Kirby, acknowledge. Kirby, Kirby tried to downplay it. That you know, Georgia Georgia gave one point nine yards per rush. If you take out the sack yards, Georgia gave up two point seven yards per rush. Two. So, uh, so thank you. So thanks, Kirby. Uh, let's not. You know, we won't read the rat. We won't read the rat poison and say you only Yo. gave up one point nine yards. We'll, hey, guess we'll what? Guess what, Kirby? Yeah. It's still yeah. fourth down. If you take that average and extrapolate uh, out over three downs, because so, it's it's still. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's important for people to know, like. You know, Cohen, the offensive coordinator for for Kentucky, is really, really good. Uh, the guy comes from the Sean McVay coaching tree. He was using motion. He, they were doing, you know, the hook, the hook and lateral. The <laughs> whole like Gosh. they were just throwing things. And and so I think you know I saw someone on on Twitter. I think it was Matt Hinton that tweeted that uh, if you uh, empty the playbook, if you run a couple of trick plays, if you get a few calls to go your way. Uh, and you do all of these things, then you can score on the Georgia defense once, right? <laughs> so, so that's what, so that's where we are. And and I just you know I do think at the end of the game, um, it was a concession drive, like twenty two plays, twelve minutes. You're down by twenty three. Uh, I it was you know I felt like um, Kentucky was unloading the playbook just to see like all right, can we can we do can we score? And the answer is the answer is yes. If you if you're if you're in the seventh game of the year and you're going to go out there and you're going to unload your playbook on a defense, you, there's a good chance that you're probably going to score, even with the Georgia defense. But and this just in Kentucky, like I I hope that was fun for you yeah. because now you have people got game film on every single play you want. Like you just told everybody. Here's what we're desperately trying to do. We'll use anything. Y'all got it out yep. there for all the public to see in front of God and everybody. 
Like that's all the public. 22 plays. You took one shot down the field. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, used all your motion, used all your bag of tricks. Um, and, and we still blocked the extra point. So I'm just going to throw that out there. The defense still blocked the extra point. Like you talk about playing until the whistle, like this defense, I think, you know, I I think we can all, we can all say like how spoiled we are with what other defenses are doing compared to this one. Uh, that blocked extra point was, was for me, the play of the game, uh, because the, the Georgia defense was like, okay, yeah, you scored. We're st- we're still not conceding. We are not conceding a single point. I don't care if it's a field goal. I don't care if it's an extra point with four seconds left in the game, and we're winning by seventeen. You are not getting that point, and that was oh, a fantastic it's, feeling. It's beautiful. Um, all right, we got more to talk about with John. Um, I got some big picture questions to ask him. I got some. I want to. I'm going to get a. I'm going to sneak a Stetson Bennett question past him. We're going to see what we can talk about here in the in segment three. First, Clint is going to tell you about this. Sweat block is doctor created, doctor recommended. It works out for seven days per use. It's dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Best seller on Amazon for the past ten years with over thirteen thousand reviews. That is thirteen thousand reviews. It was on Rachel Ray with firefighters talking about in front of God and everybody in front of fire, fire fires and TV and cameras, whole thing. And it's manufactured right here in the US of A. Where would you want? It's your little secret of confidence. This is a must have to have in your toiletry bag. Head over there right now over to sweatblock.com. Promo code locked on gets you 20% off your entire order or at Amazon and CVS respectively sweatblock.com. All right. Um, John, I want to ask you some big picture questions about this team now seven weeks into the season, headed into the bye week, headed into this home stretch of the uh, college football season. First, want to get um, thoughts about um, Stetson Bennett, about his role on this team. Obviously, nobody knows if you know JT Daniels' heads have fallen off and what you know. We don't know what's happening with him. We never He's will. He's coming know back what's for next year, then. right? Like that's that's He's, that's going to happen. We've all we've it's firmly established that he's either transferring or he's coming back for next year. Okay. This, good. Anyway, your thoughts about how Stetson Bennett played? You mentioned obviously early in the first half didn't play great. He tended to to settle in, and really just your thoughts, big picture. Let me just toss you this first this hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Let's say. Stetson Bennett, because I know how you think Stetson Bennett played on Saturday. He's fine. That's blah, blah, blah. That's boring podcast. Yep. yep. Let's say Stetson Bennett plays and starts every game for the rest of the season for Georgia. How do you feel about this team's ability to get where it wants to go? Um, I think – other folks have said it this way, and so I don't want to be cliche, but I, I still feel this way. I think Stetson Bennett can uh, can win you some games. I don't think – I'm still not convinced that if you put it on his shoulders that he can win – that he can go out and win a game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if – let's let's say, you know, um, the apocalypse happens and the Georgia defense gets, gets behind uh, a couple of scores – um, you know, he hasn't been tested in that way. And I think I still believe in order to win in college football and um, in 2021, that you have to, 
stretch the field vertically. You have to have somebody who can um, make reads and throw the ball deep. And and I think Stetson has you know some talent to do that. I don't I don't think he's I. I I don't want this to come across as not, as not being confident in Stetson Bennett because the guy is is a freaking warrior. Uh, but I I don't think Georgia uh, has seen the type of team that they are going to see <clears throat> in December, that they're going to see in early January. Um, and it'd be real nice to have JT Daniels uh, and some reps uh, back there um, uh, to be ready for those games. I think that's totally fair. I think that's the sentiment that we might all agree with. It, we don't want to play the what if game, but we want to also say if Stetson's there, we can feel comfortable. I'm not yeah. I'm not confident. I'm comfortable well, seeing what he's done, especially watching him have the connection to Ladd and AD oh, and Brock yeah. downfield. Like you said, you have to have those shots in there. Without yeah. those shots, they're just going to sit on something. Yeah. So, it's, it's just the question of can he win you a game? There it is. And I but don't guess, know. Yeah, and and sorry. and go for it. Sorry. Yeah. Well, let me just ask it this way, because this is how I feel. Now, listen, mm-hmm. this is totally. Se- these are two totally separate issues. Yep. Oh. Do I want Stetson Bennett to start another game this season for Georgia? The answer is no. Yeah. I want JT to be healthy, and I want JT to start. That's clear. Well, that has nothing. Has nothing to do with Stetson Bennett. It has nothing to yeah. do with the disrespect of Stetson Bennett. You know, I, I I like a lot of players on this Georgia team. Don't want them to start any games for the rest of the season. That's mm-hmm. it's not an indication of how I feel about them as football players. Sure. Um, so that's true. But let me just let's just let's just throw out teams: mm-hmm. okay. Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Anybody else you want to throw in there? Contenders. Let's call them contenders. C- I mean not, Cincinnati. I said I said contenders. <laughs> Look, are you? You put my, my ears are his, my ears are breaking respect up. Respect on Fickle's name now. Okay, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama, John. These are the teams we're talking about. Um, any of those teams? I mean, I'll just I'll go twenty. Yeah. Can any of those teams break twenty? I'm I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say no. And I listen. And I will back. I will back up and say, last week I sat here. And looked you guys in the eyes and said, "I didn't think sure. anybody in in the rest of the regular season uh, could score uh, more than mm-hmm. ten on this Georgia defense." Yep. And Kentucky went out and put up thirteen. They did the way on that the, they had to a get thirteen piece on you. Just went way, out, just right on your but head. Way, but the right way that head. they had to do it, they had to concede the game mm-hmm. to score more points than I than I said was possible against the Georgia defense. I don't think Ohio State can do it. I think you saw, you know, Oregon go in there and Oregon, you know, gave up, you know, whatever it was, 28 points, uh, but gave up some stuff late. And Oregon's defense is not in the same stratosphere uh, as 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 Georgia's. I think you saw what Florida's defense did to Alabama. You saw what Texas is. A&M defense did to Alabama and, and, you know, and and Alabama was able to start stretching the field and those guys start doing some things to get back in the game. And, but neither one of those defenses are in the same stratosphere. And so when you look at it on the whole, um, the, the, the one that, that scares me a little bit is Caleb Williams from Oklahoma. Cause that kid, 
is fearless. He's, but I don't think that they played. Right yeah, they, I don't think that they played. You saw Texas get beat by Oklahoma State um, this past weekend, and and you know again like you know when you think about it that way, I don't think the quarterback position is as important to Georgia as it has been for some of these other national championship teams. And for I think any other where, team in the country, any, any other team in the country this year or the national championship teams of 2020 of 2019 of 2018 with Trevor Lawrence, like you go back and look, um, the quarterback position is not as important as it has been um, for, for the last at least three national champions uh, who had yeah. Trevor Lawrence, who had Joe Burrow, who had Mac Jones, um, this Georgia team doesn't need that. And, and so I you just, think about it that, yeah. that way. And, and, and I think Stetson, you know, Stetson is, is a guy to do that. I just, you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, there is that, that kind of in the back of your mind, if he has to win you a, day, a game, can he do it? Um, I, and personally, let me tell you, I would love to see it. Like I, I, I love, I would love to see the Stetson Bennett story play out with Stetson Bennett leading Georgia to a national championship, going out and dropping, you know, a 40 piece on, uh, on Ohio state's head and packing a fat lipper, uh, on the side. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, just in and doing the finger guns. Like I would love that to be the end of the story. Uh, um, hammer for the win. Just <laughs> the, so Look, when you talk about it, like Georgia doesn't need the quarterback uh, that other teams have needed, and I think that's an important yeah. point. It's a Joe Flacco situation, guys. I don't know how to say it any other way. It's a straight Joe but Flacco situation. The deal is we don't have Joe Flacco. We have a JT Daniel. Like, like I yeah. get yeah. we want to yeah. play this. None, of, yeah, none of that. Obviously, we want JT okay. to play. But okay. Stetson can score 21 against any of those teams. That's my point. That's I would yes. bet my Three house. Times. I would bet my house that Stetson can score 21 against any of those teams. And if you're telling me they can't get above 20, well, we win the game. So we so, win the game, and then here, we win. And here's the other thing. This game reminded me of something. We had commented the defensive line didn't get the pressure we thought it would and hasn't done historically this season. Uh, and do you know who showed out in this game? Three players come to mind. N'Kobe Dean in coverage showed out. Keely mm -hmm. Ringo showed mm. out mm. and Lewis seen was Lewis seen in this game. Now, mm -hmm. again, where was our pass? We thought our pass defense might be a little suspect. Yeah. So we one thing not to, at all. One thing to keep in mind though, like when you go back and watch the film, Georgia was only rushing for a lot of times. And that's, I think we're, I think again, the, the spoiled syndrome, we are used to three, getting home right and and you throw a fourth in there you're like there's no way like if we're rushing three somebody's gonna get there if you throw a fourth in there we're definitely gonna get there uh but georgia was dropping back and 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 i think they were they were expecting kentucky to try to go deep more than kentucky did um and because they were t they were trying to take that away so that's important too i think uh but man those three you listed Lord, I saw uh, I saw one NFL analyst said I'm watching the Georgia defense on the flight home. He he was on a plane this morning, yeah. and he said, "Go ahead and draft them all." Like he, he was like, just, draft, "Just draft everybody." We we he said in the middle of the game. We texted the middle of the game, and we said Devontae Wyatt now a second rounder in our mind. In our estimation, I mean, Devontae Wyatt's going to be the steal of the draft. Listen, that, that athleticism and quickness that Devontae Wyatt has, like he not that's not. That's not an NFL plot along 
average defensive lineman that you're no. looking at. That's no. an NFL star player that he you're looking me at. A lot of a of a of a, a little bit bigger version of Grady Jarrett. Like if you watch That's Grady Jarrett, exactly go the comp I was going to give. Yep, man, exactly the comp I was going to give. Um. Yeah, that NFL analyst said, look, I don't know who that 47 is out there, but I'll even take him. I'll take him too. <laughs> he tweeted it. I'll retweet it for the for the people. Y'all go check the, check the timeline. He tweeted it. He was like, draft them all. I was like, Dan Jackson? I, yeah, okay. All it. right, cool. That's fine. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. All right. Uh, John, listen, um, plug yourself for the people. Uh, we didn't give you an opportunity, opportunity to do this last time. Where can people find you? Um, anything that you are putting out there that people need to check out, uh, who are listening to the pot? Yeah. The easiest way is, is John tweet sports, J O N tweet sports on the Twitter machine. Uh, that's where I push anything and everything that I'm any podcast that I'm on or anything I'm putting out. You can find it there. Fantastic. Uh, he's a great follow. We wouldn't have him on the podcast if he wasn't. Uh, so hit him up on there. Um, tell him that you enjoyed, um, looking at his, what a fashionable guy too, John, what a fashionable John, just an, an epic fashion sense that this guy had. He just has a knack for it. You know, um, you love to see it. Not everybody in his family I'm told has the same gift, but John, we're happy to have you here on the podcast. Um, should be a light day editing, so we should be good to go there. And so thanks Great. for coming back on. Great. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, Clint and I will be back tomorrow. I think we got another guest tomorrow, Clint. I don't – I don't. You just bring even... in people left and right. Listen, you just yeah. out the keys. To the, Listen, the I love it. The not even open. You've just taken it, it off the hinges. I shot up a flare and said, look, if you can see this, come be on the podcast. And so I think some people have responded. Um, yeah, hopefully hopefully it works out. If it does, you're going to enjoy it, dog fans. So, who, who's going to be here tomorrow? I can't. It's not confirmed I, I, yet. Okay. I, it's, yeah, it's confirmed, okay. but it's right. not. Yeah, well, let's right. just let's right. let it be a pleasant he, surprise. Listen, so, he, he, doesn't, he, he, he doesn't want to do as much editing as he normally has to do when I'm on. So he's just not. That's right. That's right. I don't want to have to edit that out. Thank you. Good. Starts with a K, ends with an Irby, but we'll just see. We'll see if things work <laughs> out. I just, we're, we've, uh, all right. We'll be back tomorrow. John is a pleasure as always. John will be back soon. We can't do yeah. the podcast without him. We're dependent at this point. So, um, we'll see you guys, uh, later this week. See ya.